Coming to you from top secret field offices worldwide, brave men and women fight a battle for truth, justice, and good clean data. These agents of change make up the Bureau of Records, Objects, and Standards. They are the Data Bros. Welcome to Data Bros, a comic book industry podcast about comic book data, the comic book industry, and running a retail store. Data Bros stands for Data and Torrid Affairs with the Bureau of Records, Objects, and Standards. And uh, I'm here today with Brian, Managed Comics Garside. Hey, it's me, your 14th favorite Canadian. And my business partner, and also my business partner, Jeff Comics Place slash Comic Shop Assistant Figley. A lot of people call me their business partner. I just call you one of my best friends. And I am Django, Jeff's best friend, Boron. <laughs> one of, one of. <laughs> uh, really hard. It's a hard list to really get together. And and for for those of us uh, doing the math at home, yes, Jeff, Django, and I are all competitors. Um, yes. Well, they're they're friends, but we hate each best other. friends. So, Actually, no, yeah. Brian, good friend of mine as well uh i'm not the competitive one here <laughs> neither none of us are and that's what's terrible we're just yeah all right how'd you guys oh, like that taking... intro music it was that was yeah. awesome cool like so i think i think it's a little long still if we could just i can breathe i can it up. we, we would whisk the bridge that part that way but i can i can tighten it up well, there's just like at the end, it just kind of goes on for like an extra like three. But, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll figure that out. Check this out. I was thinking something kind of kind of dusty and kind of almost westerny, kind of Ooh, a whistling a oh, little like, like a little jangly, you know, like another torrid love affair with the Bureau of Records, the stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah sorry, no, that's guys. good. I didn't clear the the acronym for data with you, which I decided was data put, and toward affairs. You... I really oh, I see. D yeah, and toward okay, all right. It's like rhyming with rhyming. I thought data was not an acronym, but okay, all right. Let's. Uh, why don't we get started with the actual meat of the episode now that we've bored everyone for the first seven minutes? Of <laughs> so uh, Django and I talked a little bit last night about having about having um, some kind of segments. So we're going to have different segments every episode. Uh, Jeff, this is where we're going to need you to come in with, you know, big, like big orchestral, like. I can do symphonic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the sort of stuff. first one, I think Django, what is our first? Da well, segment? our first segment is data broification. And uh, today we're going to talk about the 2023's top five most pulled series according to Brian and Manage Comics users. Wow. So you're really putting me on the stop spot. I think here, that eh? this is a great place to start, everybody. But I think that we should talk a little bit about what exactly that parameter is. Brian, mm -hmm. do you, before we talk about them, when we say most pulled series, according to Manage Comics, what does that mean? So I think actually what we're talking about here is the most subscribed series. Is that right, Django? Uh, sure. Or is this sure. Is this yeah. the the top single issue subscriptions that we're that'll be that'll be a in? that'll be a well top that's single next issues is next time. Okay, but cool. This is yeah. cool. series. This is series. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So top series. So this this is we have um we started out the year with around 80 stores. By the end of the year, we had I think 156. We're getting close to 162 right now. Um so what I did is basically take all of the series that were subscribed to during the period of January 1st to December 31st, 2023. And then I figured out like, you know, how, what percentage of the number one is number two, because the numbers got kind of dicey because, you know, if you add more stores over time, um, those numbers get kind of weird. So, uh, (laughs) I don't think any of this is a shock. And I actually, I went down to the top 10, just because I wanted to see if there was anything interesting, the further you get down, there's a big gulf between number two and number three. And then I would say like number three to number 10 are all within like five points of each other. So you're going to be talking about this as a percentage of the highest subscribed series. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense because I like grabbing the actual numbers. It, it was really deceiving and it was more yeah. deceiving for top single issues and top um, received issues than it is for this, but sure. it's still a little deceiving. And this doesn't include, this is not pre-orders. This is specifically people who have subscribed to a series. So on a managed comics website, they've said subscribe to this series and give me the A or B covers. And that's, nice. that's kind of how we figured this out. So our number one, yeah, anybody want to guess what the number one most Saga. subscribe? That is incorrect. Ah, it's Ango, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Um, I want to say Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, you're very close. Batman. It is Batman. Batman. Nice. Uh, twenty. Nice. Batman 2016 is uh, the number one most subscribed series across the Managed Comics network of stores, uh, and following right behind at only 2.11 percent less is Amazing Spider-Man. So Django, okay. you were pretty darn close. So if I remember right back in the day, the, the benchmarks were Batman and X-Men, right? Or maybe even just X-Men. Yeah. Which is number three X-Men. Oh, but I think the whole, like, I, like I, I saw a huge drop off during the whole Ike Perlmutter kind of killing the X-Men and killing FF. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when the whole Fox thing was going on, we really saw a huge drop in X-Men sales back then. Uh, and I think we saw a big spike in when the Krakoan era began, but we yeah, it, it it's really kind of tapered off over time. Uh, but it's still number three. That Krakoan era was a fascinating time. Yeah, uh, for stores because the main series had such a huge subscription rate because it was such a titanic shift to the X-Men universe but they did a brilliant publishing thing which was to have that one main 12 issue miniseries and then six other series start before we knew anything about them or how unified the vision or Mm -hmm. voice was going to be Um, Django and I were just recently going through all of our issues and that era of X-Men uh, is so difficult looking at those six series that spun out of it. Just it's a very fascinating thing between uh, interesting business moves, smart business moves from a publisher level, and also one that is taking advantage of retailers. And I think that that one really took advantage of retailers uh, in a fascinating way. Yeah, yeah I think good that, yeah. good math, Marvel. Yeah, and it is thirty seven point three two percent lower than Batman. So hmm. it's about still 35% less than Spider-Man. 
So there's a big cliff between, you know, those top two and then number three. So, so, uh, okay. Two, two things first um, with when they, when they killed the X-Men and fantastic four very likely because they didn't own the movie rights to them and all that. And we saw that big drop, right? Do you think that that drop was something that, Marvel was actually controlling like does Marvel have the ability to super increase or decrease the popularity of a series in-house or do you think that it was like more of a, a larger zeitgeist thing that they were just kind of guiding that's a good question yeah I, I don't know I mean I would have to remember what the creative teams looked like back then but I don't think they were very sure. good I yeah, remember. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the A talent and the yeah. Um, my other question is: do, Is there anything on this list? You said you output more than just the first three. What's the first surprising one? Because none of those first three are surprising. I would say Moon Knight being as high as it is hmm. is is kind of shocking because Moon Knight for... comes in at number seven, which is pretty surprising, huh. and it's it's one above Saga. Uh, saga okay. came in at number eight for us yeah i don't think i would have i don't i don't think that's the case in our store can we talk a little bit about our store yeah yeah on, for sure on let, that yeah wrap, put up yeah sorry let, let me quick. shoot uh number four and five real quick yeah. uh number mm -hmm. four at 45.92 percent of batman is venom 2021 okay and number five was detective comics at 48.16 percent of batman that okay. is that is all pretty fascinating stuff to me. Um, okay, so I I gave away the goat on ours, Django. So when Django and I are reporting this, we're using CSA to identify the most number of subscribers to any one of these different series. Um, so for us, not surprisingly, Saga was number one with sixty, a very nice sixty nine subscribers. Uh, that is our highest subscribed series in the store. Um, if you look at any given reporting for our highest selling issues in the store, it is mostly Saga. Um, but what I thought was interesting is that the, to the best of my accounting, the second highest subscription ongoing series behind that is Batman with 52, which mm -hmm. is 75% of Saga's subscription rates. And then the third really strong ongoing would be Amazing Spider-Man with 34 subscription or subscribers, which is 493 <laughs> percent of saga well, what is interesting in that is batman gargoyle of gotham well we've only got two issues of it to account for at time of recording uh we have 42 subscribers for gargoyle of gotham issue number one was one of our highest selling issues of the year issue number two is like tied for 10th place um so it's going to be really interesting to track the attrition rate of subscribers for gargoyle of gotham yeah. Uh, and then one other I'd like to look at, but had, didn't have the time to gather, would have been the ultimate invasion subscriber amounts. So I think in our store specifically, you've got that the really strong duo of Batman and Spider-Man at the top. And then Batman miniseries can kind of be close to those numbers. Um, Saga is the crown jewel. But uh, but yeah, we sell a lot of like event comics um, mm -hmm. like that, that. For better or worse, uh, from a publishing perspective, we do sell, uh, yeah, a ton of like four to six issue convergence, 
well, not the series, the miniseries convergence, but <laughs> issues where series converge. But in terms of ongoing saga, Batman and ASM. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think those percentages would probably stay pretty similar, even if you took into account all the variant covers. Batman would probably be a little bit higher because we yep. have a lot of people who get all Batman covers. Yeah, we've got that's our highest subscribed non-A cover. And I think it's 11 for the B cover of Batman, which is a pretty interesting thing as well, in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Cool. Well, that's our top fives for 2023. Um, Can we call that? We call that segment data broification. Is that right? Da, the the broification. So again, Jeff, we're gonna have like a like a I I, I picture like just a crescendo of like okay. you know, orchestra, like just <clears throat> really big. Like, okay. like how many instruments do you have, Jeff? <clears throat> a lot of them, but I oh, I'll tell you I'll tell you. We need um, at least seventy six. I'll try something uh, like a big symphonic crescendo as long as it comes from the same place that all of my music comes from, which is a generally kind of sad and trying yeah. to oh, find yeah, yeah. a like, positive like a, way out of a sad situation. Yeah, like an A minor, I would I would picture this. All right, we'll you know, do a little... Uh, if A minor. Um, like, like, imagine if the THX wish sound you were here. was in the key of A minor. I think that that's what we're looking for. Okay. It's, it's okay. like a crescendo. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was good, Jango. Hang around for these important messages. You put it in your mouth and you drink it. Drop a nice Murphy's apple juice. It's the shape, not the taste, but it's also the taste, which is pretty dang good. Hey everybody, this is Django. I'm one of the data bros and I just wanted to, I don't know, maybe we're going to start a new segment on the podcast. Um, I call it mining data for gold or something like that. But uh, I just wanted to read this text I just got from your friend and mine your probably your favorite Canadian, apparently only my 13th favorite Canadian or something is what he says. But Brian sent me a text message today that says how he spent his Sunday night. And he says, this is all one block of text. DC issued some updates sometime in the last few days, which caused a bunch of problems for suicide squad, kill Arkham asylum. Number one, which is on FOC this week, there's an A, B, C, and D cover where there were formerly an A, B, C, D, and E cover. The C cover is actually using the E cover UPC code and has an issue sequence number of five, which would be the E cover. But the C cover used to be the one in 25, and now it's been replaced with the E cover, which is being called the C cover, even though it's really an E cover and it's open order. The C cover has apparently been canceled because the info for it is gone. The D cover used to be a one in 50, but now it's a one in 25. For a while, the A, B, D, and E covers had March 24 codes, but those have been disappeared, and now they only have December 23 codes. That right there is Data Bros Gold. Okay, let's get you back to the show now. 
well, I'm I'm interested in having a little industry yammer. Yeah, let's have a little industry yammer. Industry um, yammer. And then now this one is just like a Jackie's like industry yammer. Yeah, industry yams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a radio show. Yeah, we're basically just a radio show. You can pause, right? Right. That's that's right. Yeah. The industry yams. Um, we were talking the other day, Brian, about uh, customer loyalty and how the comic book industry, like comic book retail, enjoys a fierce loyalty yeah. from our customers. And like so much so that people will move. We've, we've got a customer who moved to Alabama, from Washington mm-hmm. to Alabama, and we ship him comics. A lot yeah. of like folks from other there's states. There's comic stores in Alabama. Yeah. yeah, we've yeah. we've got we got a, a few dozen people that we ship to. Um and so like when I was first living in Bellingham, I was shopping at another store in town. Really liked the people, uh really liked the manager, still good friends with the the owner even though that store has since closed, but at some point the manager left and he was replaced with somebody who didn't know as much about comic books. He's more of a game guy. And I came in one day and uh, Walking Dead had not arrived. And when I asked him, you know, what's going on with Walking Dead? He's like, oh, we didn't get it. I was like, OK, well, you know, do you know, do you know if you're going to get it? He's like, well, I don't know. Like I was an idiot for wanting the next issue of my serial story. And so like that was the first time in 10 years of living in Bellingham that I thought maybe I'll go check out the other store that is no farther from my house or my work than this one that I've been going to for 10 years. It never even occurred to me to cheat on the other store and to go in. And when I went into comics place, I saw titles that I didn't know had come out. I saw spinoffs for series that I was already getting that, you know, I, I just, I wasn't paying attention to previews and they weren't ordering them for the shelf or, assuming that I would want the side series to the boys or whatever it was. And it just kind of highlighted to me how, how like blindly loyal comic book customers can be, which is awesome. And I think that stores like it's, it's one of the best parts of this whole retail side of comics is that we, we are, we really are a third place and we're friends with our customers and, you know, one part bartender, one part therapist, one part retailer. Yeah. Um, but, and, and you, you, you told me a similar story and like, yeah, like I the think... store I go to today is the store that I worked at in 1980. Well, it's not the same store, <laughs> but it's owned by the same guy who hired me in 1989 as my first comic job. So yeah. And it's <laughs> so hard to leave the store. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and they're more of a game store now than they are a comic store. And we've got a, really really dedicated comic store here which also i left gourd to go and start that store with another guy and uh, <laughs> in 1991 and uh yeah like they're way way more comics focused but that store is just too claustrophobic for me to go into on a regular basis so i don't go yeah. there because it just it makes me nervous to be in it i feel like i'm going to knock all the shelves down every time yeah. i walk in there. <laughs> so yeah I, well, I go to the place that i used to go to you know, one one of the things that we were discussing when we were talking about this was how that intense loyalty can hide big problems in the For industry sure. or in a store. 
yep. because you can you can push your customers a lot before they leave. So yeah. and 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 you know whether you're doing it on purpose or you're just not changing with the times or comics or are you coming just get in a, in a weird way or you get a bad employee who just turns people yeah. off, right? Like the literally the reason I don't shop at one store that I used to shop at years ago is because one of their employees is just kind of obnoxious and I don't want to deal with them. So when I go to Toronto and I go to that near that store, I literally kind of poke my head around and go, "Oh, oh, he's working." And, and then I won't and, even do it. But like that wouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker or that that would be an instant deal breaker at your hardware store or yeah. your convenience store. And you can hang out in a comic store for a long time before you're like, "Ah, this this isn't quite worth it." Yeah. Um, but just like like industry-wide, there are a lot of things that people are talking about um, right now. Like there's there's some drama of the week every week yeah. in in like behind the scenes with retailers. And um, some of it, I think, is super legit. Some of it is not as relevant to our store. And I think all of it doesn't add up to enough to lose customers as quickly as you would in any other industry. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, what's, what's, what's funny is I've, I've been working in comic stores since 89. And I remember back in 89 and 90, we were having the same conversations about the death of comics then <laughs> that we are now like 89 Kamiko died and stuff like that. Oh, comics are done. And right. then, you know, the rise of Valiant and Valiant suddenly dies. Oh, comics are done. Like, the the marvel's heroes world thing oh comics are done right right i think that there's yeah comics are at a very interesting spot with it all comic shop specifically because i think that there is something deeply personal about the individual pursuits of our interests and our passions yeah mm -hmm. um so i do not think that the way that many people hold their comic shop sacred is unique explicitly to comic shops, right? Like I have a pretty fierce loyalty to the record store in town. There's sure. a second record store that I like. For um, sure. But if I have money, I want to support the one that I like a lot. So I think that there is a vulnerability within people that is present when they go humbly into a place to find the things that they like and be turned on to new things and i think well, yeah please yeah th that that brings up a good point i mean you're talking about two of the most deeply personal things probably three would be a bookstore right like yep. if you had a, mm -hmm. a bookstore that you loved but movie theater my comic shop and my record shop know more about my personality than you know most of my friends would if they didn't you know look over my shoulder behind me at all <laughs> Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I, I think the yeah, individual think right. pursuit of finding things that you like um, yeah. requires a degree of vulnerability so that people know you. So I do think yep. that third places like Django is referring to um, oftentimes demand a more transparent representation of one's internal and external self. But I think the other thing that really does allow comic shops to stand differently from other ones is the nature of purchases so i don't have a subscription going at my record store right um, right so 
you get a subscription and if it's a long running series, it's one that you've had for a long time. So you have this long term tie of personally acquiring a specific type of thing from these people, which I think facilitates that idea of if I'm leaving town, all right, what interests are important to me? What do I want to maintain? Oh, Saga. Okay, cool. I want to get it from the people that I've always gotten Saga from. So I do think one of the larger things that distinguishes it is that nature of subscriptions. So like the model of sales of a comic shop are built around ongoing sales so i think that's maybe one of the the most interesting things about how that loyalty is is fostered and built my my favorite thing sorry go ahead jane go ahead (laughs) my favorite thing when i was a retailer was um kind of the comic sommelier aspect of of the business where you'd like Mm -hmm. oh you are into the boys you would really really like rising stars have you checked out rising stars like that kind of stuff was so cool to me like turning somebody on to something that they hadn't really considered before and then that guy gets down the whole jms rabbit hole right like oh wow yeah. michael straczynski is such a cool writer yeah you know like this is this is more than this is a weird tangent but i recognize different aspects of people who look similar to each other than my girlfriend does yeah. Right. And I think that if you yeah. ask Jeff where to springboard from the boys, he would have a different answer than I would. Right. Who would have a different answer than somebody who works at our shop would. For sure. And um, I, I think that's a really interesting part about comics. Same same thing with records. Yeah. Um, it's what makes Christmas time at a comic shop maybe the most delightful time of yeah. year yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. are doing that small A thing. And I might be going out on a limb here, but I've been at the shop for about 11 years. And I think the last year and a half, I've experienced less recommendation seeking right. than before that, outside of holiday peak times. But I do think yeah. there's something interesting about finding a comfort space in the mm-hmm. industry or a writer or a company that you're you know, locked in with and not going outside I, I don't know it's just a weird just thinking about it now made me realize i have a lot less sort of like turning on people to brand new things because it's prompted less which i think is a interesting discussion for 2023 or 2024 and just sort of the state yeah. of industries um the so so like that that loyalty that we have is an amazing thing i think something that it hides though is when uh, when a store or a publisher does something that would normally impact the business and impacts a comic store much later. And it takes more of those things to build up. So it allows a comic store to potentially become more complacent in their marketing or their sure. in-store design or their ordering or whatever it is. They get a lot more rope to mess up whatever they're, whatever they're doing. And, you it's know, like sometimes that's love. great. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, releasing sure. an album you don't like, but the you'll still get what the they one. did in the past. Yeah, you know, like and again, to me, it speaks to that the personal vulnerable nature of when something has actually meant a lot to you. And I think yeah. that like, seriously, yeah. does every Tool song have to be fifteen minutes long? Like, it, <laughs> I know, it's exhausting. Uh, I love it, cool, but I don't need another fifteen minute slow long song. crescendo <laughs> of an angry guy yelling at me. <laughs> You get that enough of that when we're hanging out. Yeah. So you know the, what? The, 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 you, Ryan, you go, please. you go, Santa, you go, no, no, you go, no, you go. No, this is no, this is Django. I, I just wanted to say one more quick thing about this. It also lets 
multiple publishers take weird risks and not get instant feedback on how well something does or how much it hurts them when they do a thing to the publications that are going out to the customer. Timeframes within comics are like the nature, the time frame with which you're able to acquire feedback is a wholly unique thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it is very different than music or something in that regard. And that's a nice tease for our next episode talking about highest selling single issues, because I'm very interested to do that. So next week. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, let's table this one for now. And next week we can talk a little bit more about how this loyalty is hiding pervasive product problems within comic shops. So I was thinking, and Brian, you, you and Jeff are kind of the music guys, but I was thinking maybe this next one could be like uh, like a little kids, like an ice cream truck. Right. Shop yeah. talk, shop talk, shop, 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 yeah. shop, shop, talk, something like okay. that. Okay. But maybe somebody else could sing it. I, I think I'm, I think no, I can pull that. I can yeah, pull we'll that, that audio. Yeah. Grab that. Yeah. Cut that. Just Cut that out. Cut that out and we'll just loop it. Loop it. Yeah. Andrew, make sure you Stop extract talk. that audio for me. <laughs> we don't have an Andrew. You have Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> <His name's> Brian. <laughs> you know, your Andrew's so, called Brian. So uh, Jeff and I run a retail store in downtown Bellingham, Washington. Uh, we've been teased for always saying Comics Place in, in Bellingham, Washington by account reps and stuff. But that's where we are. And uh, we have uh, an interesting sale going on this month. So a, a little bit of setup. Um, we had a really good December. I think it's our best month that we've ever had. I guess I haven't compared it to everything, but it was it was far and away better than I expected to have this year uh, when, when a lot of things seemed to be in a slump and we had a rough November. And normally in January, we have a customer appreciation party. And for years, that was just grab a... 10 by 10 box and fill it up with these comics, these back issues that we don't need hanging out upstairs in our warehouse. Um, a couple of years ago, we started kind of tweaking that, that model. And this year, inspired by, uh, I think it was Coliseum of Comics in yep. Florida, we are doing a customer appreciation month where we a have month? a different, a month, a full month. We took the first day off because it was a holiday. And, uh, and then every single day we have a different sale happening in the store. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious to see how that does for our shop. Um, but you know, it's, it's stuff like, uh, Oh gosh, the first day was, we started slow with free bags and boards. And then, mm -hmm. uh, we had uh buy two get one free Marvel hardcovers and, and trade paperbacks. Whoa. Wow. Um, today, uh, as, as of recording, DC back issues under $10 or buy one, get one free. Um, clean up on Beast Wars. Yeah, you're going to have to come to Bellingham, though, buddy. Yeah. All right. I'll, Wars I'll do guy? <clears throat> also, Beast Wars. That, so th that's a different. Oh, Beast that's, World. That's a different. Sorry. Beast I World. Sorry, Beast World. Beast World. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Got excited. <laughs> oh, but, but Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Optimus Dude, Prime. mainframe entertainment. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Yeah. But yeah. that's a, that's a different that. category, Brian. So. Those those are not back issues yet. Oh, right, that hanging out. New, so, yeah. January fourteenth, you could come in and buy three DC issues off the new shelf and get one free. I'll be so we're there. just what trying to like January fourteenth. Okay, fourteenth. Uh, yeah, fly down. We're just trying to kind of mix up the sales, the the type of discount, the 
-hmm. the incentive for people to come in. And then on the final day, you can choose any one sale from the month to, uh, to clip. Did you call that choose your own adventure? Dang it. Brian, I called it coupon day. Yours is way better. I pronounced it coupon. 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 That that's so that's awesome because the one thing I hear from stores over and over again, is just how dead slow January is. Yeah, dead yeah. slow January is. And then again, it speaks to that topic from earlier about the personal nature of your interests and the way that yep. you acquire them. And I think if a comic shop can kind of provide this fun month long, you know, Django did a, to be frank, Django did a fantastic work job, like combining all the sales into a visual calendar. Yeah, that, that calendar looks great. Fun to look at and oh, it is engaging. And it we should feels include exciting. a link to your calendar in the yeah. show notes here. Cause that, yeah, but it, spectacular. It, it, it allows somebody to look at this string of days and pick out ones that are exciting on a personal level for them and make sure that they're going to come in, which I think is really important because everyone that is a weekly person at a comic shop, they have their sort of their day, their routine that they come in and do it. I think a part of the strength mm -hmm. of comic shops is that it so easily fits into a routine. Um, this allows shops to be exciting in a different way that is outside of your routine. So, uh, yeah, when Django brought it up, I thought it was a great idea. Shout out Phil down at Coliseum. Um, but again, you, I can't put enough of a value on a good graphic designer in your your store and yeah. stuff. So oh, yeah, uh, sure. Django, well done on that, buddy. Yeah, I guess I guess we're lucky that I spent a thousand years graphic designing things. He did. He's also <laughs> just wanted to have ongoing uh, shop calendars of yep. this same yeah. nature in our store, which is another fantastic idea. Like let people know what's happening at any given time, but also make it look like your store or like they're having a personal interaction by looking at that advertisement. For sure. Yeah. That makes and sense. it's undeniably a lot of work to do something like that, but I, I think it's, I think it's really going to pay off and, you know, kind of as a thank you to those, those customers, those loyal customers we were talking about in the uh, let's have a little industry yammer segment of the our yams. episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. That Brian, makes a please. ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Um, have you have you seen so we're five days in have you seen a lift uh that? yeah we're we're up from last year's january That's um awesome. i hate comparing dates in comics sure. i kind of want a full week before we look at it because yeah, sure. you know wednesdays and saturdays and all that but um so far it it seems to be giving us a little boost that's cool well, boys, I feel like we've committed our obligation to the people here, which is allowing people to feel like they can spend 30 minutes hanging out, doing some shop talk with us. A, a tight 30. A tight, tight 30. We're trying Ooh, to stick to a tight to 30. Tight. Yes. So <laughs> if there's any uh, business we need to get to before we get out of here. Uh, yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can send an email to podcast, podcast at, at databrosinc.com. Data bros, data, data, bros. Data, data bros, Inc. And it um, actually works now. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, you should tell your friends to subscribe. If you want to, if you've got something to say to us, uh, you know, send us a voicemail or a, a voice memo through that link or uh, hit us up and maybe we'll have you on a special, a very special episode. You very special. could be on a very special episode of this series. Yeah. Um, Brian, is this like we should tell people our socials, right? What's what's your uh, where, where do people find you? Uh, I'm manage comics on all of the socials. I, I think I have personal ones, but I honestly don't know what they are because they're all different. 
because nice. I got them at different times. But I'm always at Managed Comics on like Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or I don't know TikTok. I, I think I have it. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm at Managed Comics everywhere. Jeff is the most social media guy I know. Oh, yeah, like yeah. a nice Frank Quietly comic. I'm hard to identify or hard to track down at any given moment, but you can get me <laughs> uh, via email to Jeff at the comicsplace.com and do it, do it with anything you want. Or we also Jeff do another at databrosinc.com. Yeah, that's, well. that's true as well. Too. Uh, we also do another weekly podcast called the Perfectly Acceptable Podcast. Jango and I do where we talk about the week's comics that came out that week. Find that wherever good podcasts are put out. And I'm Django, and you can find me on uh, social media by searching my name. The D is silent. Um, and you can also find out about Comic Shop Assistant, which is the point of sale system Jeff and I are working on for comic book stores. Uh, if you ever and, wondered uh, why three people would get together in a regular fashion to talk about data, you know, integrity, uh, it's, it's just, because we all develop POSs. Just <laughs> wait for the barcode episode, people. Yeah. It's a visual thing that's going to make you want to go to sleep. We'll we'll advertise it heavily so you can know to skip that week. We all develop POSs and PSD, PTSD. Yeah. PTOSD. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, uh, folks. Thanks for coming. We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Keep data in comics. <laughs> the Data Bros is a joint project from the teams behind Comic Shop Assistant and Manage Comics. Data Bros are Django Boren, Jeff Figley, and Brian Garside. Brian Garside produces and edits the episode. And you'll find more about the Data Bros online at databrosinc.com. Subscribe, like, and review the Data Bros on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.